Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your hosts, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Hey, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching the Podcast. We are so grateful that you are here today. My name is Laura and I've been using Whole Brain Teaching for about eight years. I teach second grade in Northwest Missouri. I'm an executive board member and I also help with certification for Whole Brain Teaching. Um, I just love doing what I do here on the podcast and I love doing what I do with my great friend, Rhonda. So I'm going to have her introduce herself today and we'll talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Rhonda Arlt. Um, the years of I've been using whole brain teaching is just a blur for me. I'm hoping that's because I couldn't teach without it. So yeah. I can't remember exactly when I started, but I am now a retired second grade teacher. Um, I taught out in Goddard second grade. Um, I'm a whole brain teacher a whole brain teaching executive board member and um, work with Laura and Nancy and on certification. So we've got a lot of certifications coming in from Braun that makes my heart happy. So continue to send those in and we'll get you your certificates. I think it's a great way to learn more about whole brain teaching. So this podcast is a little bit special. What's going on, Laura? Yeah. So we have talked about many topics this past year. And so we've actually been doing this podcast. This is our second year anniversary. So I'm excited. (laughs) Like who would have known two years ago that when we started this, that we'd be here two years later and just as excited to bring podcasts to our listeners and still full of information to share with them. Oh, absolutely. We were kind of worried when we first started that we might not have enough to cover, you know, once we've covered the everything, but with coach and his great ideas, he keeps our podcast going. Absolutely. (laughs) And we're, we are very, very grateful for that. So we have had a lot of growth over the past year, both personally and professionally. And I was wondering before we get started, you did this last year and I was wondering if you could do this again this year kind of give us the latest stats on the podcast. I think that when our listeners hear just the growth that we've had over the last year, they're going to just be amazed, amazed at that. And also I think it helps them see just how important they are in the growth of this podcast. So can you share some stats with us, Rhonda? Absolutely. 
So last year at this time, we had uploaded 27 podcasts. As of this recording, we have uploaded 47 podcasts. At our first year anniversary, we had 10,000 downloads. As of today, a year later, we have 66,000 downloads. That is some amazing growth. And it would not have been possible without you, our incredible listeners. So thank you so very much. We have 677 followers to date, and that's incredible. And I think um, before we started, Laura's got this great idea of maybe um, when we get that thousandth person, maybe we can do a giveaway for that. So in the year to come, our goal is to hit 75,000 to 100,000 downloads and to definitely have that 1,000 followers with maybe that special gift attached to it. Yeah. So definitely watch the Facebook pages, the whole teaching Facebook pages, Instagram page, because I'm sure Rhonda, who does our amazing graphics each and every week, uh, will have some sort of graphic to put there to let you know that, you know, what our giveaway is going to be, but I'm excited to do that. Those numbers are amazing Like to think of the growth just from year one to year two. And like you said, this never would have been possible without the love and support of first coach Chris Biffle, because he gave us the green light to go with this. Then Mm -hmm. the whole, whole brain teaching executive board, because I know, especially during last summer's trainings and the summer's trainings, they are really pushing the podcast um, to the people that attend their trainings. And of course, Our listeners, I mean, really, if they weren't listening, downloading, sharing with their communities, um, this wouldn't be happening. So we don't take that for granted. Um, Please know that we truly are forever grateful to you. Um, You also send us the most beautiful comments that Ron and I love to read. And it really does help us continue to, to provide the very best in whole brain teaching content to you. So thank you for the words of encouragement. And we just love to hear what you have to say about the podcast. Right. I would, I would reiterate that. Um, there's yeah. been some very neat comments coming over on Facebook after we, you post um, the podcast. So thank you listeners for all that. Okay. So let's take a step back for a minute and reflect on our year in the classroom. As we all know, these last two years of doing the podcast, our classrooms have looked differently due to that good old COVID. So Laura, can you reflect on how things were in your classroom this year? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So the beginning of the year, Rhonda was, it was great. Like it, it went, you know, I knew kind of, I'd been doing whole brain teaching for a while. So I knew how I wanted to implement things. I knew how I wanted to put everything in place. So one thing that felt really good this year at the beginning of the year was that I told myself that I wanted to go slow. I wanted to especially take my time with those rules and with the virtues. Um, I really wanted my students to find meaning in those concepts, not just say, you know, our first virtue is glorious kindness and not talk about what it means to be kind and maybe even what it means to be unkind, those things that really hurt us. So I really wanted my students to take those rules and those virtues and very personal um, and really see some examples. Of that. And also one thing that I really wanted to take time and have students share was that alpha hawk wall. So that probably this year, and I think I shared it maybe on the last podcast, um, this year, I r- really took my time, went slow with the Alpha Hawk wall, had students share 
about why that person was their alpha hawk and how they plan to make that alpha hawk proud. So yeah, at the beginning of my year, quarters one and two went, I feel really well as far as whole brain teaching goes, I was able to implement things just the way I wanted to. And then in quarter three, um, as most of you know, my husband had a stroke, so I was gone for eight weeks. And the beautiful thing is, is that whole brain teaching those basics that we do at the beginning of the year, since I took the time to set those up and go slow, as Andrea Schindler says, go slow to go fast. Um, it did create meaning for my students. And so when I did come back for the fourth quarter, those basics were already a state. And it also helps that I had a teaching partner that was on board with whole brain teaching. So she kept those basics going. Right. So, yeah. So this, this year started out, you know, probably similar to most years. Um, although we still had the COVID kind of hanging over our heads, you know, had a really big personal hiccup in the middle of the year, but finished the year strong with those whole brain teaching basics. So what about you? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. We always have, you know, new teachers come on board and they're wanting to know how to start and how to do things. So do you think it's to their advantage to take it slow like you did this year? I really do because when I look back and I like think about how I've done it, like trying to get everything in those first two weeks, you know, before we, we break for Labor Day. Um, it just, you know, I, I was able to get that done and, it, and we were able to go on, but it just, it, it didn't resonate deeply. I don't think with my students as it did this past year. And like I said, when those, things happen and you have to be out of the classroom for whatever reason, um, having that really deeply rooted in your classroom by taking it slow and making sure you're comfortable with whatever you're doing before you go on to the next thing you want to do. I just think, I just think it's going to be a benefit. So that's a great question, Rhonda. And that would be my personal advice. Yes. Take it slow. Right. We always talk about baby steps with whole brain teaching. And I know that when you start diving into whole brain teaching, it can kind of seem overwhelming because there's so many tools or so many different things that you can use. And so I do think it's important to go, to go slow, to go fast, like Andrea says, and take those baby steps. And I mean, even if you have to go slower than somebody else, that's okay. It's your classroom. You got to do what's best for you. You know, and I think that's really important because we just as human beings, a lot of times we compare ourselves to other people. And Mm -hmm. I am so guilty of that. And just because the way I'm implementing it doesn't look like, you know, the whole brain teacher I see on Facebook, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean my way of implementing it slow, slow, slow is any less valid than that teacher that is just more comfortable to do things a little bit quicker. So it's all personal, you know, your personal teaching style. And I think that's a great point, Rhonda, that um, you do what's best for your classroom. And sometimes it depends on the kids that you have in that classroom too. So keep that in mind. And that's where I probably would jump in with my reflection is that, I mean, being at my last year, I wanted you know, to do all this, you know, fun, new stuff with whole brain teaching, take a bunch of videos. This class just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I know I posted a couple of times, things were rough and 
hard to do. And they weren't where a lot of my other classes were with whole brain teaching at different you know periods in the year. So I was kind of frustrated and a little disappointed that because that wasn't how I wanted to end my career as a whole brain teaching teacher. So, um, but yeah, this was a really tough year. Um, we were kind of expected that this was going to be a normal year and we had our full class sizes. Our, our class sizes weren't small like they were the year before, but it was like twice as hard with that many kids to meet those, those needs. And as a second grade teacher, these were those kindergartners that didn't have like that nine weeks of school. So I had some that were, you know, grade level ready to go. And then you had some that, you know, still struggled to sit in their seat correctly. And, you know, it was just, I needed a full-time helper in there with me, which I did not have, but, um, so I started out like I normally did, but I have to say, I went back to some of the old things that, um, we did with whole brain teaching. I did the old scoreboard. It was what I felt comfortable with. And I was so glad I stuck with that because I felt comfortable. I knew what to do. And with these kids, it was just an easier way for me to manage them than some of the other things that coaches come out with. So, you know, again, I will say to you, to all the listeners that are teachers, you do what works for you, what you feel comfortable with. So it it was a struggle this year. (laughs) I had some of those beloved rascals. Um, Some made great gains. One um, girl that I knew had the potential and work, she finally did and level up to one, um, our alpha hawk living legend. And so I, I was happy with that um, to end the year with one because I didn't have there. I only had one other one. So, but definitely it was a struggle. I had to take things slow because of my class. Right. There's other years that, you know, we could have done a lot more. They didn't progress with the writing and stuff as much as other classes before, but you know, I gave it my all, um, even as my last year, you know, I put everything into it and I'm hoping that they take that on to their third grade year, but yeah, it was, it was a challenge. And I know there were some other, um, teachers on Facebook that would comment that, you know, they were struggling too. And I would just have to say that, you know, it's not going to be perfect for everybody. You might have that perfect year, share that, but it's okay not to have that perfect year you know, those kids are still learning. And to me, if you're doing whole brain teaching, you're doing everything possible for them. So I will get off my soapbox. No, no, because that's what I was going to say. You being real on Facebook, I think gives others the courage to say, you know what, I'm struggling in this area too. Um, because that's, that's kind of the other side of the coin is, um, when we compare ourselves, we feel, but we feel like we're the only ones, right? We feel like we're the only ones. So I think for you to kind of open up and be vulnerable about that on those Facebook pages, um, allowed other people to open up and be vulnerable too, and say, you know what, I'm not the only one that may be struggling this year. And you brought up some really good points because we did as second grade teachers, and I'm sure, you know, you can, you can take this through every grade level, but we all had the class that didn't get a whole lot of instruction the year before in-person instruction, didn't get the typical, you know, um, whole brain teaching classroom that we're accustomed to. And it showed, it showed. And I also wanted to bring up the fact that, um, you know, when we see those videos that people do in their classrooms, a lot of times I will speak for myself. A lot of times I, I did practice videos and 
it's just kind of like Facebook and Instagram in general. A lot of times we put our best foot forward on those things. So please know when you see those and they seem perfect to you, um, probably took a lot of practice to get to that point. And Mm -hmm. That's normal. I mean, of course, you know, these kids that that video you're seeing, that's probably, I would say nine times out of 10, not the first time that they actually, you know, did the T, you know, the magic circle or whatever concept you're teaching in your class. They've probably had a lot of practice at that. So take a deep breath and give yourself a break. We're we're literally all in this together. So So really good points, Rhonda. So one thing that has not changed this year is coach and his vision, as you were talking about, Rhonda, for improving whole brain teaching. So were you able to implement any of the new things that coach has created throughout this year? Well, I definitely sure tried. Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to give it my, as much effort as I wanted to. Um, Some things I just knew my, my class couldn't handle. I mean, that was kind of, I went back to, you know, how I learned whole brain teaching and what we were exposed to and taught then. So, but I did try bank. Um, What was was my favorite? Um, I would probably say the strong five. Okay. And why? That was um, probably just because we had talked about it and I knew I had a beloved rascal that would have a meltdown from time to time. And we had been working on things and it is so distracting when they're having that meltdown, you know, the kids are kind of scared. They're not sure what to do. And I just, I mean, we hadn't even practiced and I admitted this on Facebook, you know, that's not the way coach, you know, you were always supposed to practice, but we hadn't had a chance. And I just pointed at one of my student leaders and I said, I need you to do real review. She stood up and did it. So it worked off beautifully. Now, if you guys don't know what strong five is, that's just when a beloved rascal has a meltdown and you call on a student to you know, start a real review. So it becomes less of a distraction. They're focusing on doing that real review. Then you can go to the one that's struggling and kind of get them calmed down or out of the room or whatever you need to. Mm-hmm. And it just, it kind of, it worked beautifully, even though we didn't practice. And that is something that definitely um, having some PBS kids in my classroom, I would definitely start practicing probably within week two. And you can practice having a kid pretend to make a meltdown and that's how you practice. But my favorite was probably the strong five. Um, I did implement some of the others. Like I talked about bank Fiverr, which, you know, we talked about coming into the classroom and they, even some of his new color writing strategies that we did. So I'm going to flip this back to you. What was your favorite and maybe what were some of the new things that you tried? Yeah. So I would have to say that probably some of the new things I tried, like you mentioned, Fiverr. Um, so having that poster on my door and then as kids come in, they give you a one through five. Um, I never really did go into a lot of detail in that moment with them. Um, I did have a couple students where it was, it took them a while to even think of what number they wanted to give me. So we kind of had to get onto our day. So it was like, you know, I didn't really spend a lot of time with that sentence stem. You know, I, I'm a five today because, um, but we at least got to, you know, do the fiber as they were coming into class. One thing that I didn't get around to doing during the regular school year that I did during my summer school um, weeks was cheery, cheery dice. And Mm -hmm. I really 
enjoyed that and the kids really enjoyed it too. So that's just kind of, um, while, you know, if you have somebody that's a, that comes in as a, does fiber with you at a one or a two, maybe even a three, maybe even that student that's a mixed, um, you know, while kids are doing cheery dice, you know, they're just filling out a sentence stem with their partner over and over for like a minute. And then you can check on those kiddos and say, you know, I noticed you were a two today is, you know, everything okay. Or, you know, do you need to talk to the school counselor or whatever? So um, I really enjoyed doing that. The kids really enjoyed kind of having that time to talk to one another. So those are probably the two that I really uh, implemented the most five are doing the regular school year and then cheery dice more during summer school. So what was your favorite then? Oh gosh, I would have to say probably uh, the fiver because, you know, I think about our mornings and we have a lot to do once those kiddos come into the classroom, you know um, I know with, with a fiver presentation, they talk about that class business, but we always had like, not only just class business, like roll and lunch count and announcements, mm-hmm. but we actually have bell work. So the kids come in and they have actually spelling that they have to do. Um, so, you know, it, it was a quick way to get my day going, kind of take that temperature gauge of how my kids were coming in and, you know, just being able to make that mental note of the, the, you know, two or three students that I might need to pull aside either during cheery dice or check in with at recess or whatever. So I really kind of like that. Yeah. And I think it's important. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it before, but I think we assume that kids just come into school ready, you know, happy, ready to learn, you know, and we forget about maybe what happened the night before at home or maybe even in the morning, you know, maybe they had an argument with mom or dad and it was really bothering them. And So I do think that's important. And I did that too. Like when we checked in, when they said good morning to me, they, you know, um, would give me the number and I didn't spend a lot of time on the, because Sam, now they were a three, two or one, I kind of asked them for a quick explanation. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew, and then I could check in on them later that day. Didn't get to do the cherry dice. I'm disappointed. I wouldn't be able to do that with my class, you know, next year. So you'll have to get me posted on how that goes next year. I will definitely do that. We've talked a little bit about the new stuff. Was there anything tried and true that you've been using and chose not to give up last year when it came to whole brain teaching? Yeah, I'm going to be honest here. <laughs> you do. I Just, talking to yeah. <laughs> Just talking to friends. Just talking to friends. Teaching police, remember. That's, that's right. That's right. So, you know, coach came out with, um, I'm pretty sure it was, early last year with Starball. And I really like looked into implementing that. I know you and I had lots of discussions about that and, and whatnot. Um, but kind of like going back to what you said, knowing my class, knowing that I had started with the original scoreboard for whole brain teaching. Um, once I started kind of throwing elements of Starball in there, my kids were kind of confused. I probably didn't understand it as well as I um, could have. And so I just reverted back to what works tried and true in my classroom. And so I went back to the, the old, the typical scoreboard that we use, um, that seemed to really motivate my kids a lot. And yeah. And so I just really wanted to keep something, keep that going because it, it really did mean something to those kids when they would see that tally mark and be able to do, you know, a mighty oh yeah, if they were on the Alpha Hawk side. 
Um, they loved doing kind of, I don't know if you remember, or you did this in your classroom where you kind of see how many turtle points versus alpha Hawk points. And then you, you know, do the math to figure out which one's greater, how, what's the difference between the two. And, you know, a lot of times we might throw like a, you know, quick 15 second dance party in there or something like that. If we had more alpha Hawk tallies than turtle tallies. So that seemed to be very motivating. So I, I held on to that this year and especially, you know, I'm kind of glad that I did um, because like I said, the life circumstances that happened in the third quarter with Carl's stroke, you know, it was just something that I didn't have to, I didn't have to like introduce Starball as it was going through its evolution of being developed and everything and then have to drop it. Um, I was able to kind of keep that scoreboard consistent throughout the year. So what about you? Anything tried and true you just had to keep this year? I hate to you know piggyback off of you. Um, Most definitely scoreboard. Um, This class really got into it more than some of my other classes of other years that I've done. You know, I've done scoreboard the whole time through, but I mean, there have been some changes, you know, like breaking it into periods and things like that, but kind of just went back to that old basic. I mean, we did have a morning and afternoon, but I mean, they got into the ping ponging of the Mm. scoreboard back and forth and they just, it was easy for them to see where they were at and, you know, as a class, what they needed to do. And I I just liked that they knew that that was what they had to work on as a class. So Definitely scoreboard, of course, super improver wall. I mean, did that. I mean, I did do the unlocking where they Mm -hmm. had to unlock the levels of the person that leveled up. I mean, so that was kind of a new twist to it, but definitely. And I've said this on other podcasts, super improver was what I was scared about the most of implementing, but um, it's just so powerful. I, I mean, I know it seems kind of scary about, you know, looking for those improvements, but it sure helps your classroom. So those were probably the two and probably scoreboard. I mean, and like you said, I think maybe it was because I was comfortable with that scoreboard. I knew, I knew it. And sometimes I'm full honesty here. If I don't feel comfortable in understanding it completely, then I'm sure I'm not showing that to the class. So they don't understand it as well. And I'm just so thankful I stuck to what I, I knew well and was confident in doing for my classroom management because it helped with these kiddos this last year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, especially when you kind of have a, a group that, you know, like we like we had this year with with the whole covid year, the year prior. Um, sometimes you got to stick with what you know and what you're comfortable with, because it's already kind of, you know, you may feel uneasy just because of the range of your kids, like you said, you had some that came in, they were totally ready for second grade. And you Mm -hmm. had other kids that were kind of like kindergartners who didn't know how to sit in their seat yet. So sometimes sticking with those things that you're comfortable with, so you can deal with the other aspects of classroom management is so important. Can I just like, when you were talking, for some reason, I had this um, little blurb that came up in my brain. If you haven't seen um, Rhonda had posted out there and I don't even know when you posted it now, Rhonda, your class doing really quick, crisp, 10 finger woos like that, that totally like, I'm like, I'm doing that this year because I never really thought about making it as quick and crisp as your class did this year. 
Um, but they inspired me to do that with my class in the coming year, because a lot of times when they're doing that 10 figure where they kind of drag it out, you know, and I mean, we talk about like, oh, no, you know, don't drag it out really long, but I'm going to show that video and show them it needs to be that fast and that quick. So anyway, I don't know. I had to give you that plug. Well, thank you. Cause it was a struggle this year, but they nailed that thing and finger woo. I mean, and we didn't even have to practice. I just, it needs to be quick, but they were the best class of all the years I've used whole brain teaching to do that quick 10 finger woo. And once they knew I posted it, I mean, anytime we had a 10 finger woo, they knew that expectation was up there and um, they were proud to have it um, me video and kind of a brag about them. a little. Absolutely. Bit. I was going to say when we post, when we, you're welcome. When we, um, when we upload this video and post it to Facebook, I think it would be awesome if you could post that video maybe underneath um, our little post about this podcast, just to give people that frame of reference. It really was. It was like, I'm, I, and plus I need to download it to my phone so I can show my kids <laughs> next year. I hope I can find it. <laughs> I will search for it if you can't. I'm going to look for it. So, um, so of all, you know, we kind of did this last year too at our one year anniversary, but of all the podcast episodes that we've done over this past year, our second year with the podcast, which one or ones have been maybe the most powerful for you? Well, that's a good question. Um, I kind of thought about that and I would probably say anytime we have coach on, I mean, I always kind of get nervous, you know, because it's coach and we want to do a good job, but at the same time, he always kind of enlightened me, enlightens me or makes me aware of something that I wasn't thinking. So it's always refreshing. It's always kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, uh, my words aren't coming out well. So, and I apologize, but yeah. he's just kind of uplifting. It's eye-opening, um, refreshing. And it's just like, wow. And, you know, we always thank him because I mean, and I think he probably, takes my thank yous for granted because, you know, we say it so much, but he's just really an, an inspiring person mm-hmm. and for his help to want to help teachers. Um, yeah. I'm just very blessed to know the guy. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, and it shows in our numbers too. I think other people like listening him, to him too. So sorry, I can't get my words out. Like I want oh. to, but I would say the ones with coach because I mean, you know, we go through what he, um, what he's talking about, but I mean, he's thinking about things that are helping teachers for current situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, this COVID situation has put a hardship on teachers and he's constantly figuring out ways to help them be successful with all these new things that we didn't even know we were going to be exposed to. And, you know, I can remember when we shut down, I emailed the executive board and said, I'm going to have to teach stuff online. I don't, you know, I'm not a lecture teacher. I'm a gestures teacher. How are we going to, you know, how am I going to do this? And I was just frantic. And he came up with a way to do it virtually. And, you know, it's just like, you know, these kids with the social emotional problems, you know, now he's got a way that these teachers can help these kids. So, He's just an, an inspirational man, and I enjoy those podcasts, even though I do get a little nervous <laughs> doing them with him. But, you know, I just, you know, I enjoy his insight. Yeah. So, how about you? Yeah. No, I'm going to, you piggybacked off me on the last one. I'm piggybacking yeah. off you on this one because that's exactly what I thought too. Um, coach, those podcasts just, 
mean a, a great deal to me for all the reasons you said, Rhonda. I'm not even going to try to reiterate. One other thing I was thinking about too is like, I can't really figure out what kind of a learner I am. <laughs> sometimes I say I'm a visual learner. Sometimes I think say I'm an auditory learner. Um, but I really do think there is something about sitting down face to face with coach and just really getting more of a grasp on the concept that he's coming out with. So being on staff is an amazing thing. And we'll get emails explaining like a new strategy that he's coming up with. Like let's take Fiverr, for example, or Cheery Dice. If I read it, I'm not getting the vision. Mm-hmm. But when we sit down and do a podcast with them and can ask him questions, it just makes so much more sense. It's almost like, okay, now I have a picture in my mind of what this looks like or should or could look like in my classroom. And so I think that that to me is invaluable, not to mention all the other things that you said, the being inspirational and just being um, awake, who knows how many hours a day, just coming up with things to help teachers. Like he, I say this um, in my, like when I've done the one hour sessions this summer, I say this, I'm like, he cares about each and every person that, that is in the whole brain teaching community. You do not have to be a staff member for him to care about you in your classroom. That's why he does what he does. He has a passion for teachers and kids and, you know, the motto that he's come up with is only connect. And that's what he wants. He's wanting all of us to connect, not only with each other as teachers and whole brain teachers, but us with our students. And that's huge. I just think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's developed, I mean, we've got this big community. And I think we see it more on Facebook than probably some of our others. And I think even this podcast has been something that um, has helped teachers too. But we definitely have a strong community and it's a positive community and a lot of feedback I get um, with on certifications is thank you for what you guys are doing to help teachers. And, you know, that means a lot because I don't know about you, Laura, but I'm not getting paid for this. Are you? No, <laughs> but we love it. We have, yes. a passion. we believe in it. We know it works. And so you know, we're excited to share it with everybody and to help them in any way. So please take advantage of it because like I tell everybody, a lot of times in certifications, I said, I would never teach without it. No, exactly. Exactly. Very good point. This once again, Rhonda has been such a fun conversation. Just like, I love reminiscing with you about, you know, sometimes we get to the summer to summer break and we kind of forget about the, the highs and the lows of the past year. And sometimes we're in the thick of things with the podcast and we forget about the highs and the lows of the podcast. So this has been so much fun, just kind of reminiscing with you today. Mm -hmm. And it's just always great. I mean, if people don't already know, we are not sitting in the same room. We do this over zoom, but I feel like I am sitting in the room with my best girlfriend and we can just talk about anything for days. So thanks for always. Yeah. Thanks for always just being that person for me. So what hopes I have one last question for you though. What hopes do you have for the podcast as we enter year three? Wow. That's a big question and a good one. Um, 
I would just hope that um, we can continue to share as much of Coach's new ideas that he has coming out. Um, we have a lot of stuff that some of his old stuff that um, is good that we want to share with everybody. So we'll hopefully get to that. But I would just hope that our numbers increase, yeah. uh, we get those downloads, we get those followers and um, I just hope to continue this journey with you. I have so much fun doing it with you, Laura. Um, when I have to thank coach again for putting us together a long time ago, um, yeah. working on one of his new ideas and we became instant friends and now it's like best friends. You're kind of like a sister to me. So, yeah. Um, you have, what are your hopes? I mean, really, really the same, the same things you mentioned, just, you know, to continue just to like, honestly, that I know it sounds cliche, but it truly is our passion. Like when we started this and then started hearing from you guys, our listeners, just about how this was so helpful to you that that's why we started it. That's why we decided to do it. We wanted to get, you know, we know that whole brain teaching has so many different resources. Um, and we just thought this was another way to, you know, help teachers get started with whole brain teaching. So, um, yeah, same, this is just, it's been such a wonderful journey and I hope it continues for many years to come. Um, because we just love helping teachers learn more about whole brain teaching. Yeah. So with that, we want to thank uh, each of you for traveling down memory lane with us today. Um, thank you for um, just giving us the opportunity to kind of reminisce with one another. If you haven't already liked and followed the podcast on your favorite app, we would love for you to do so. And, you know, consider sharing this podcast with your teacher friends as well. And that would be any teacher in your life that, you know, feel free, you know, there may be something that they um, glean from a podcast that, that just really is going to encourage them in the coming school year. Also remember to follow our whole brain teaching on our Facebook and Instagram. These are pages for you to get the latest on whole brain teaching. That's including the new stuff that coach is coming up with. I mean, I think our latest Facebook post, he's needing your input. So make sure that you are giving him some input on some of his ideas. So he knows how to go. Um, also, we have our national conference coming up July 25th through 27th. So you need to check those pages to see when you can get signed up for our, our national conference. And remember, it's virtual. I do miss those in-person conferences. I know, I know. I know Zoom is easier, but boy, I miss doing it in person. Yeah. So it's also, um, these pages are also a place to ask questions. You know, um, there's a lot of teachers now with Holbrook Teaching, a lot of, we've got a lot of people, we have different um, grade level groups. So if you have a question, there's going to be someone there to help you and answer it for you. So thank you again for joining us today and let Laura and I just chit chat about the year and things. We like to keep it real. We want, um, we are real teachers in the trenches and we just want to keep it real for you. So thank you for letting us share that today. So we can't wait to share more amazing content with you in year three. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Here we go. See you later, Rhonda. Bye.